Once upon a time, there was a girl named Matilda. Hi, Dad. Get in the car, Melinda. Matilda. Whatever. Who was extraordinary in every way. Pretty soon you'll be able to do any multiplication, whether it's 2 times 7. 14. Or 13 times 379. 4,927. Wow. She can multiply large sums in her head. So can a calculator. But in a world... Where grown-ups make all the rules. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big and you're small. I'm right. And you're wrong. In a school where the principal... In this school, I am God. ...has no principles. Yes, Mr. Trunchbull. Sir, the Trunchbull used to be in the Olympics. Ah! Shot put. <gasps> javelin. Ah! Hammer throw. Ah! She will discover... Somebody's got to teach her a lesson. Deep inside herself. You should believe in whatever power you think you have inside of you. A secret weapon. To even the odds. No more, Miss Nice Girl. They give things. Have a carrot. Nah, you eat it. Now. Uh, uh, cookie. You will not leave this platform until you have consumed the entire. She gives power. You can do it, Brucey! To the powerless. Help to the helpless. Harry, take your head off. I can't get it A disaster. To those who deserve it. of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach and the unique vision What did you do to your hair? Of director Danny DeVito comes the story of every kid's right to stand tall no matter how small Matilda Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing, Scott? Good. I am as well. I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. This movie is so sweet. Mm -hmm. Everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And and these these are are the movies movies that that made made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. First episode of July. Can you believe that? Oh, man. Summer is in full effect Mm -hmm. and I hate it. But we've got a really fun movie. Like I said, very sweet. Why don't we go ahead and introduce what we just watched well our wonderful guests we watched matilda from 1996 released august 2nd 1996 with our friend Petey gibson comedian and actor welcome to the show <laughs> thank you so much for having me so you picked a good one so you gave me a list of movies that you wanted to do and you mentioned matilda and i jumped at the chance to revisit matilda because i really love this movie it's uh it's so good and also like traumatic. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's traumatic but it's also like very joyful. I think it's like Danny DeVito really knows how to nail the tone of this movie yeah. because there's complicated and dark things going on in this movie, but it never comes off as an overly dark movie. I think that it handles it really well. I was just surprised at how much I was laughing. Yeah, last yeah. night as I was rewatching yeah. it, there was just some jokes, and it's like it's it's a children's movie, so the humor is a little over the top, and it's rolled doll, so it's over you know it's kind of too, absurd yeah. and dark. But there was some shit that 
was just so <laughs> funny that I just laughed, you know? Yeah. And I love that. I didn't remember it being so funny, and I thought maybe, like, as an adult – I mean, I was an adult when this movie came out. But, like, rewatching it, I thought maybe I would just be like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but, it, like, Danny DeVito is – Yeah, it holds up really well. Danny yeah, DeVito is insane, first of all. Mm-hmm. But, so, and, and also, I think that comes across give the, the 1996 supporting actor – actress Oscar – to Pam Ferris. Oh, my Because God. she's fucking incredible as the Trunchbull. Oh, God. Pam Ferris is the Trunchbull. Yeah. It's like it's iconic. It's an iconic character. Yeah. Um, she's like everything about it. We, we, we watched some special features last night. Same. And I mean, the makeup situation yeah. is incredible what they did to this woman's face <laughs> they were painting like spider veins into yeah. her face well that was the thing mm-hmm. we we're sitting here watching and just going how in the hell did they do all those broken capillaries on this <laughs> face every day it's amazing but pam I mean, ferris is such a such a gentle treasure oh yes mm-hmm. such, such delicate features oh my god <laughs> <laughs> such but, a delicate flower how but, do they do it yeah but i guess that's what happens when you get Oscar-winning makeup artist from Beetlejuice. We always die whenever you see uh, bonus features of V. Neal doing makeup on actors, and she has these giant acrylic nails as she's putting makeup on actors. <laughs> well, she's these just getting giant in claws. there. She's getting in there painting like plaque onto the trench bull's teeth. No gloves. Full like it up acrylics, in her lips. Up in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Loving it, and and V Neil, the makeup artist, like as I said, uh, Academy Award winning makeup artist for Beetlejuice and tons of other things, but she is just kind of like this, um, just like a glamorous lady, you know? Yeah, she just she's has just like... this, this brassy makeup lady <laughs> of Hollywood. She just always has like bleached out hair and like big nails, and like she just looks like she would run with like my mom and her pals, you know. Uh, and I love her, but yeah, there's um, there's really great people that worked on this movie, and so um, for somebody that's a a little older, that was a little older when this movie came out. To me, I was like in high school, so I was just like, oh, this is a kids' movie. But a lot of care went into this, and when you when we revisited it, I was just like, damn, holds up well. This movie holds, up. yeah, <laughs> it's great. So I mean, there's so much to talk about as to why this movie fits into our show oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um uh we usually start at the beginning uh talking about how uh when we first watched it and our earliest memories of these movies do you want to talk a little bit about that pd i was so shocked when i saw that it came out in 96 because i have such a memory of seeing this as a little kid yeah but i was 14 in 96 yeah and so I'm like, oh. but I was, I was the oldest of four kids. We always watched what the baby was watching. Yeah. And so I Same. kind of like, wa- like, I don't think I watched PG 13 until I was like 18 years old. <laughs> I was sure. I, so, so sort of in a way I was a child and I, oh my God, I related so much to this child that just felt like there's something not right. There's yeah. something I don't know that I really belong here yeah. and finding solace in books. I really loved mm-hmm. Roald Dahl. So I had like read Matilda already. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Mara Wilson who had done, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire around yeah. this time too. It just was like, she was the kid with so much emotion that you, when I rewatched it today, I was like crying <laughs> the first time that like Miss Honey gives her, 
even just a slice of humanity, just yeah. a little bit of gentleness. And I think she thinks, oh my God, I, I, I've had the absence of this that I didn't even know what it was. And that, yeah. that yeah. felt really like, holy shit. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Mara Wilson was kind of this young actress in the mid nineties that had just, I kind of felt like she was everywhere. She was, you know, yeah. like you said, Mrs. Doubtfire, Miracle on 34th Miracle Street. On mm-hmm. um, and in this movie in particular, she just has this kind of like melancholy in her <sighs> face. Especially towards the beginning or like at the beginning. Yeah. Her face, she just looks so sad. And I just want to hug her (laughs) when I'm watching it. And then, like, the super tragic real-life backstory of what's going on. So terrible. Her mom had cancer during the movie, and she passed away, I think, towards the end of production. And I was reading that Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman just became really close to Mara and just sort of became, like... These, this like surrogate caretaker for her as she was dealing with all of this. Yeah. Super tragic. Adds to, adds to just the emotion when you watch it and just the, the look in this, in this child's face, you know, as all this stuff is, is happening around her. But um, she's so good in it. Her yeah, performance really holds up. Um, Do you want to know when I first saw this movie? Yeah. Talk so I definitely remember when this came out because I was like the ideal target of this movie because i was going into the fifth grade the summer of 96 i think Mm -hmm. and i saw this movie in the theater and i think that i saw it with my mom and then i later went to it uh during the school year on at like a kids matinee sure and i probably just went by myself because i would just go to kid matinees by myself all the time but i just remember loving it and then i got it on tape and just rewatched it a lot i really loved Anything by Doll, like The Witches was one of my favorite books ever. I remember reading Matilda in the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So I was very familiar with the material going into it. And one of the things that I really loved is that it just felt like I read this in the book. Like I think that even as a child, I felt like it captured the book perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think too with with Roald Dahl's books they're kind of written so simply that they're very easy to translate yeah like even with i mean i know there's some controversy with the witches but but with there's controversy with all of his stuff also yet another like retrospective where you're like why are you so problematic yeah you really helped shape and like helped me be seen sure as a kid, yeah, true, true. Well, we'll 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 keep the focus on <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah, material, for sure, for and, sure, it's, for and sure. it's interesting how it translates from lifting this book being set in the United Kingdom with mm-hmm. this trashy London family mm-hmm. to just this trashy Southern California family. Right. I think that I think that works really well. Right. We all we like to talk about on this show our proximity to shooting locations. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we're close to los angeles and uh the trench bull's house is two miles from here we should have done a field trip i know we could have just 
parked on it is the, called the driveway. The crank, it is called the Crank House. The Crank House. It is also seen in other movies that we've covered on this show. Hocus <gasps> Pocus and Scream 2. It's Allison's <gasps> house for the exteriors. No. Uh, Vanessa Shaw lives there. Oh, on Hocus Pocus? And, the big uh, house? The, in, oh, in the big house. Gracious. And we did Scream 2 on a commentary, and that's the Omega Beta Zeta exterior houses. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Huh, and it's also uh, Amy Adams lives there in Catch Me If You Can. That's another movie that it shows up in. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. But this beautiful old Pasadena, I mean, it's a mansion off of Hill. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, uh, if you want to get technical about it, it's in Altadena. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's still very, it's, still it's very on like the Altadena and Pasadena like border. Sure. It's pretty much Pasadena. Um, and also the, uh, the Wormwood home is in a neighboring Whittier, very close to where my parents live. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's so close to your can, mom's house. We can go visit that next time we go visit my mom. You know, let's get in the car. Shut, Why not? Shut the podcast off. I know. Let's we'll be, we'll be right back. And then we can, <laughs> and then we can swing by. I believe that Matilda goes to the Pasadena public library. I don't know about that. I think that library is at USC. Okay. Yeah. Because the Pasadena Public Library is grand, but not that grand. Okay. I think that library is at USC because it's it's very big. I thought it might even be the downtown sure. uh, uh, Los Angeles Public Library, but I think it's even bigger. I love those scenes of her being in the library and the librarian just being like so gentle yeah. with her. I was like, <laughs> Do you know who the librarian is? Do you know whose mother that is? That actress. That actress? I know the the actress is so familiar. I she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's just one of those older ladies that shows mm-hmm. up in a bazillion things. She um, she's Ron Howard's mother. No, she, yeah, it is Jean <laughs> Spiegel Howard. Yes, mm-hmm. holy crap. Yeah, uh, listeners, you may remember her as Mrs. Claus in uh, Scrooge. Yep, she's in with, the opening of Scrooge. With Bill Murray. Yep. Oh right, <laughs> when Lee Majors saves Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Matilda shot in and around Los Angeles and very, very close to us. So we watching it is just like I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, we we can do a, a, a brief syn- kind of synopsis of this movie. Um, I think it's just the absurdity of Matilda's family really gets me. I just think it's so funny right off the bat that. The way Danny DeVito walks out of the hospital carrying <laughs> a baby car seat with one hand and it's shot so that the car seat, the back of the car seat's not facing us. So you can't tell if the baby's in it. He's just lugging it down, throws it in the back of the car and immediately hours old baby is just forgotten about in the flinging around the in the back of that station wagon. <laughs> yeah. Flip a U-turn. <laughs> so this family, the Wormwoods are awful. They're terrible people. Terrible. Um, terrible people, but I'm kind of living for every style that <laughs> uh, Rhea Perlman is wearing. Rhea, right? Yeah, Rhea. Rhea. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Mrs. Zinnia Wormwood. Mm-hmm. Zinnia Wormwood is a style icon. Yeah. From, like, the bleached out hair, the fall ponytails plugged in. Always like, just looks like she's going to or from the casino. Well, she goes to bingo. She, she goes, goes to, to bingo all the time. Yeah. So she, pra- she practically is. She's got to look her best. Yes. You know? Yes. But yeah, so the Wormwoods are awful. Mr. Wormwood is a used car salesman who's very shady at his at his lot, which we learn later on. They have, uh, they have a son already who they like. I mean, they like him more than Matilda, but it's not like they spoil him. Yeah. They tolerate the son. I think that he 
is their their white trash caliber, so he's not a nuisance to sure. them. Sure, he fits he, in. He fits in better than Matilda. Yeah, he yeah. goes along with everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching TV at night, and which I mean, if if watching game shows and eating eating TV dinners in front of the TV <laughs> it makes you a horrible person, then. Sign you up. Call me <laughs> Mr. Wormwood. Call me trash. <laughs> but um, we get to their house. It's kind of this like tacky 70s, you know, looking house. Um, and immediately they kind of age up Matilda to about four. Those early scenes when she goes to the, the library by herself. They never teach her to read. They, you know, they kind of do the bare ass minimum to keep her alive. Yeah, really. the mom leaves her alone. Every day, the soup on the stove, eat it up when you get hungry. And she like dumps the soup and immediately makes herself pancakes from scratch as like a tiny, tiny child. And me sitting there watching her going, okay, flour. So I'm like, she's made pancakes without a box. This this kid is a genius. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You can do that. (laughs) I thought all pancakes came from a mix. Do you guys know what the opening line of the book is? I have it in my notes. I do not know it. Everyone is born, but not everyone is born the same. One way or another, though, every human is every human being is unique for better or for worse. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Snaps. Yep. <laughs> Snaps to that. There you go. Um, <clears throat> one of my uh, favorite visuals of Mrs. Zinnia Wormwood from the very beginning is her drinking a light beer out of a can <laughs> with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> Classy Classy that way pure, I mean you don't class. want to get makeup on the can all, True there you go yeah. I mean you'll get it all over the straw But still <laughs> But still um, So while Matilda is left at home Alone to her own devices Making pancakes from scratch She makes her way To the library Because she does teach herself to read Right mm-hmm. she, yeah. re- she reads every magazine in the house Mm-hmm. And when she's tired of magazines, she wants to upgrade to books. They say, forget it. No books for you. TV. She decides, she figures out libraries where it's at. Makes her way to the library. Picks up the phone book and finds library. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the address. And this little girl, the like young mini Matilda actress, also very cute. Yeah. good. <laughs> like, the, the little haircut with the bangs and everything. Just like so, so charming. Just this tiny little girl. Um, and yeah, so Matilda takes her radio flyer, you know, and just fills it up and just reads everything she can. Um, she- I have memories walking to the library as a kid. Really? Like in, like in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Probably just by myself, like Matilda. Like Matilda. I mean, I was definitely <laughs> a little older than Matilda, probably yeah, yeah. around like you 10. Were, you but four. Yeah, I would definitely just walk to the library. Yeah. And hang out there for the afternoon. When we were very young, we had a library close to us that we could walk to, but I think my mom would always walk us there just because it was not mm-hmm. the nicest neighborhood. <laughs> but once we were in the library, it was fine. But I do remember going to the library a lot as a kid. My mom was very much like, you guys are going to read. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to like learn to read and like it. And we did for the most part. Yeah, I loved so. reading as a kid. The Scholastic Book Fair. Oof. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, baby. Great day. Oh, my Great day God. at school. Great day. Best day. <laughs> I remember one time at the Scholastic Book Fair. I must have been in the second grade. I got a poster with my books, Ooh. as you do Ooh. at the book fair. And I was so excited for my poster, I opened it in the car when my mom picked us up. 
to show her, and I tore it. <gasps> oh, no. And I was devastated. A whole piece of the corner, it was the corner, and a whole piece of the corner just came right off in my hand, and I was like, holy shit. Super mad at myself, just like, ah. And we went home, and we put tape on the back of it well, so it wouldn't be on the front. So you can see it. Yeah. My mom was like, oh, you, you put you it in the back. The restoration at an early age. Yes. Great. And like, I was like, oh, it's like perfect. And we never, and we never knew. And I don't remember what was on the par- on the poster. I think it was animals. I don't think it was like a book post. I think it was just like, okay. You know how they had like zoo books and that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like yeah. I was just like elephants. Yeah. I'm going to buy this poster because my parents <laughs> gave me money and I'm seven. <laughs> Get me some endangered species in my room. Yeah, and no one's here to tell me what to spend my money on. I remember our book fair was always uh, butted up next to parent-teacher conferences. So your oh, parent okay. uh, could buy you books, probably depending on if you got good marks. Sure. You probably got books, more so if uh, your teacher hated you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I remember getting wow. the Narnia like box set okay. at the book fair. I mean, the Narnia box set was legit because mm-hmm. that's like 11 books or something. Mm-hmm. That's like – I remember those book covers. Oh, my sister had that. They were white and those like really colorful book covers. Yeah. Yeah, we were very into reading. Uh, I had an older – I talked about my older sister a lot. So I got a lot of her hand-me-down books. So I was very well-versed in um, Beverly Cleary and Judy Bloom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ramona and Beezus. Yes. I was like deeply in, uh, like invested in the Beverly Cleary extended universe. Yes, for sure. Yeah. What canon? I, I mean. <laughs> come on. Because it didn't just stop at, Beverly, uh, at Beezus and Ramona. There was like Henry Huggins and like all the pals, like Otis Spofford and Boots and all that shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're going deep. Ellen yeah. Tebbets. Yeah, Ellen Tebbets. Exactly. Thank you. That was a lot. And, uh, and, we, and we read it all. And sometimes, sometimes my mom would be like, uh, if we would, sometimes we'd go to the mall and uh, get books at the bookstore at the mall. And sometimes if the mall was kind of further out, because we grew up in LA, so sometimes we'd go to a mall in like Glendale or like mm-hmm. way out there. Um, not that that's way out there, but, but um, sometimes we'd get home and be like halfway done the book. And my mom would be like, you guys are almost done. And the next day, she'd be like, how are you guys going on those books? We'd be like, duh. She'd be like, all right, I got we got to go back to the library. Yeah. Well, th- this is, yeah. To bring it back, yeah. this is why the library was where it's at. And we're like, absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So Matilda found solace in the library. Um, and uh, she wants to go to school. Right. Well, first, uh, the Wormwoods don't know how old she is. You're four. <laughs> what do you want to go to school for? I'm six. I'm six, Daddy. Six. <laughs> I'm six and a half. Five, then. <laughs> uh, I love when um, he takes her to the car dealership to kind of show her, like, this mm-hmm. is this will one day all be yours. This is what your dad does. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, okay, you're a crook. Oh, we also have to mention uh, the uh, the uh, the the speedboat salesman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, such a good part by Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul Rubens uh, as okay. So there are two 
we later find out FBI agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are two FBI agents in a car parked outside the house watching because Mr. Wormwood, as we said, is a crook. And so they're kind of watching him because he's got like parts being sent to the house and it's like shady dealings. And yeah. And, two- he, and he makes reference to like numerous foreign bank accounts that he yes. has. And the two FBI agents or the two cops as they're referred to, um, they say they're speedboat salesmen. They're played by Paul Rubens and Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter, who fans you may remember as Bob the Goon from uh, Batman, Tim Burton's mm-hmm. Batman from 89. So we've got some Batman connections in this movie. See Three, some, some Tim Burton connections, too, because they're both sort of Tim Burton staples. Yes, indeed. Three Batman alums. I also – it clicked last night when we were watching this. We co- we've covered Batman Returns on our show before, and Paul Rubens is Danny DeVito's father in Batman Returns. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was quite a few years before this movie. So, yeah, and Danny DeVito, I feel like, like I said before, he's kind of he's kind of a kook, kind of a kooky, funny guy. So I think definitely he probably uh, formed a friendship with, with Paul Rubens and that. But the but – those two characters are really they they have some funny scenes later on, and um, yeah, I just think it's really funny that they're constantly out there, and Mrs. Wormwood just keeps referring to them as speedboat salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "There's no lake around here." What did she say? Like, some people like to go on vacation. Um, so, when do we have the first scene where she blows up the TV to kind of introduce her powers? Right? Is that before she goes to school? I think so. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. before she goes to school. And I want to talk a little bit about her powers and this scene in particular when she blows up the TV. Because they're, they're sitting there and it's that thing where the dad is just like, it's dinner time. <laughs> this, is, this is a family. And as a family, we sit together and don't talk and watch the TV. <laughs> and you're reading your book. You need to like stop doing that and, and get involved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes, are you part of this family? And she goes, mm. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> the, what they're watching is this crazy game show. I'm obsessed with the game show. Oh, my God. Million Dollar <laughs> Sticky. I feel like if Million Dollar Sticky was on ABC on, like, a Thursday night, we would be tuning in. I mean, we're heading there. We're going to be watching it right after The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> this game show and the the parents just kind of watching it and just this dead-eyed situation it did either of you ever see time bandits no okay time bandits is a terry gilliam movie from the early 80s mm-hmm. um and it kind of has similar vibes to matilda it's about this little boy in england and his parents are kind of obsessed and the thing is it's a very british movie and um like, European TV is fucking weird. Like, off the chain, oh, yeah. right? They've got, like, the variety shows, and they have crazy game shows like like Million Dollar Sticky, right? And so, in Time Bandits, this kid, is like, his, his parents are just obsessed with this game show, and they watch it every night. And it, it very much reminded me of, of that movie. I was like, oh, my God. I was just like time warp to to watching time bandits but it's terry gilliam and it's like it's this little kid and there's like there's all these little people in it that are kind of like taking him on adventures through time it's it's really wacky is time bandits the one with shelly duvall where she just randomly shows up in scenes yes okay yes she is shelly duvall is is in that Mm -hmm. movie um and it's got like you know it's got billy barty and the guy who was inside of r2d2 like all those like all those like little people like 
mainstays. Um, but it's very interesting, very Terry Gilliam and crazy and out there. But the the very early parts of the movie started off with him and his parents, you know, just kind of being like glued to this weird game show and just him just getting really pissed off. And I think something in the kitchen actually explodes, you know, at, at that point too. But it, it very much reminded me of that. But we get introduced early on that Matilda has these kind of – uh, she has these powers, and it's not really explained where they come from. They don't quite go in the telekinesis yeah. like Carrie, but it's kind <laughs> of around those lines. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all prompted by an intense, like, internal anger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and the and that anger just comes from her being, you know, ignored by her parents and not understood. And, you know, she just uh, yearning for... I don't know, different life or... Well, and for justice, too. I think yeah. there's this idea of, like, when people do something that's bad. Yes. And that was the whole thing with uh, punishing her dad with the hat and the glue. Oh, That she yes, was yes. seeing and that the, he and was... And the bleach. Mm-hmm. And the ble- yeah, the bleach. We were obsessed with the oil that he was like... <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> like, what? It's just... I mean, that's like... It's like purple that's like water. shit that our, our yeah. grandpas would have done in, like, the 50s and 60s. Yeah, like brill cream mm-hmm. or whatever that like yeah. old timey old men like stuff. And also, real Perlman bleaching her hair with actual peroxide. peroxide. That's yeah. like that's in, that shit is intense. <laughs> and she's constantly touching up her roots. Yeah, I mean, I've bleached <laughs> out my hair before, and like you gotta you gotta keep that shit up. Oh yeah, Zinnia Wormwood mm-hmm. is not about to have like a dark root showing. Not at the bingo hall. Yeah, no. <laughs> not on her watch. But yeah, so there's the uh, what does he just dis- what does he he punishes her for something that she doesn't do, right at the very beginning. The reason that she says like, "Oh, you said people need to be punished, not just kids." I think it's that she's reading yes. Moby Dick and he goes, yeah. Moby what, <laughs> which yeah. is so funny now as an adult <laughs> that joke. But he starts ripping the pages out, which to any child that loved books is the worst. Yeah thing that you could do and she's going no 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 that's that's a library it's not mine it's not mine and i think that's when he's like people need to be punished yep well and also uh you see kind of her crazy math skills of when he came home and he was explaining his profit and how he was ripping uh when he was ripping customers off and matilda immediately knew the profit and he just assumes that she looked at the paper I, I like how some of the cars he was like i bought this car for three hundred dollars and i sold it for a thousand and i bought this car for a hundred dollars and i sold it for two thousand and and the third car it was like a really low number I think it, yeah it was like 60 63 yeah, bucks the last car was like 60 dollars <laughs> and i was like what and i think that was a car he sold for them like the most expensive it was just like holy shit um, but yeah, some of the jokes are just actually really funny. Like if you just kind of sit down and watch it, like some of the, some of the jokes are just actually funny. Um, yeah. So she gets back at, 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 uh, at the parents in various ways. One of which is putting, uh, her mother's peroxide into her father's hair. Kind of these, um, oil. these, these fun shenanigans that mm-hmm. were in the book too, that right, were in kind right. of the early chapters of the novel. Right. And, um, yeah, so we get introduced to her math skills. We get introduced to her her like powers, and um, what are the circumstances that she ultimately does get to go to school? He sells a card, the Trunchbull. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we got the school hookup, and we get those 
those early shots of the Trunchbull Justin silhouette. Those silhouette, that silhouette scene is great. Well, I think it looks almost like Danny DeVito is even on his knees Mm -hmm. in the shadows. He's so tiny in the silhouette and she's barking over him and you see like her hooked nose. Oh my God. Spare the rod, beat the child. That's my motto. Use the rod. Use the rod. Use the rod, beat the child. See, that's funny. Right. And Mr. Wormwood is just like, yes, yep. preach. What school is that again? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. This school cool. has a smokestack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing that the school needs a smokestack? It looks like... It kind of looks like the school from The Devil's Backbone. That. That oh, Del sure. Toro movie. That's yeah. kind of what the images that I think yeah. of. Well, it just looks like a, like a mm-hmm. Dickensian like workhouse. Yeah. Like where they put you if you can't pay your debts or something. It, yeah. It's very – you see it and you're like, oh, I know exactly what kind of hellhole this is. Yeah. The yard is just like <laughs> – Dead grass. Dead grass, dirt. I mean know. it looks like a prison yard. It looks like a prison yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all these children – I'm – Sorry, they cast the cutest fucking kids in this. Oh my movie. god! <laughs> I think it's all also really. So I think it's also really fun because I'm contemporaries with all of these children. Yeah, you're like, like they the would have been around my kids. age when they yeah. made this in like '95. Yeah, so I'm like, this is just like this was the playground when I was a kid. Yeah, were kids that look like this. Yeah. So Matilda's super stoked to go to school until she shows up and she's just like, what the. Oh, is going on? Yeah, she's she's traded one one hellish <laughs> reality for another. Yeah, um, I want to talk about the first Trunchbull's kind of early victim. <laughs> what is her name? Amanda. Oh, Amanda Thrip. Amanda Thrip. 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 Yep. Yes, Roald Dahl has a knack for naming these characters. Oh yeah, um, Amanda Thrip. It's a funny little name. This actress, this tiny little oh. person. With these pigtails, glasses, huge eyes. Her Coke bottle glasses. She looks like a cartoon character. She's just like the cutest thing on earth. And she's got... tiny voice. a tiny little voice. And she's got these braids. And the trench pull is not having it. Fresh meat. Amanda Thrip. Yes, Miss Trunchbull. What are those? What's what, Miss Trunchbull? Hanging down by your ears. You mean my pigtails? Are you a pig, Amanda? No, Miss Trunchbull. Do I allow pigs in my school? My mommy thinks they're sweet. Your mommy is a twit. You'll chop those off before school tomorrow, or I will come around. Amanda. <laughs> and I was really shocked at the special features that that is her in a ring. Yeah. They did just that. Spinning her they around. They did that in camera. Yard. Her pigtails were like extensions that Pam could actually like pull on. And they just had this like, 
unit that they would kind of suspend her in and they would like spin her around. Yeah, they pretty much strapped her to a board with a couple of wires and flung her. Her safe word was jelly bean if she got too dizzy. And they said at the end of shooting that scene that she didn't use it once. Yeah, she was she was very proud yes, that she girl. didn't have to use it. But I mean, can you imagine at 10 years old? Yeah, they're like, okay, first of all, you're going to be in a movie. Second of all, we're going to put you in this harness and like spin you around by your hair. That seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But the effect is super... It, but it's one of those things that it's like, it's just funny. Like to me, it's... Every time I see her picking these kids up <laughs> and throwing them, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> And it's, I mean, it's it's meant to be like frightening to these kids, you know, that this woman is just like she's going to pick you up as a as a child. Yeah, it just throw gets, you across it the just yard. gets so absurd. Yeah, and especially swinging her around by her hair. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it's so absurd, and I'm yeah. glad that the children are immediately like, "This is bananas!" <laughs> like t- because you know, I I work with children now, so there yeah. was part of me that was like. <gasps> This movie's inappropriate. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. This is how, the, fairy tales are so dark, and like mm-hmm. this has always been a thing that things are so dark, and yes. the kids are so empowered to be like, this is not right. Yeah, that you're like, all right, I'm gonna go with this absurdist yes. humor. I yes. love the little piece of score by David Newman when she's going through the flower bed and she's oh, picking yeah, yeah, up yeah. the flowers with her hands. Yeah. It's a very sweet little note on the score. Oh, and all the kids cheer, <laughs> and she's like, I made it. Yeah, yeah, because she made and. Because she's going for this fence that has spikes. It's like the spiky fence, and it's like she makes she just barely clears it. But yeah, she lands in the in the field of like wildflowers. She's grabbing them all in her hands, and she gives them to Miss to Miss Honey. I picked this for you, Miss Honey. Oh, we need to talk about Miss Honey. I love this character. (sighs) Yeah. So Miss Honey is played by uh, a really good actress, uh, Anne Beth Davids. Yes. Um, Amba Davids. I mean, you just always see her in stuff. She was in Bicentennial Man. She was on Mad Men. She was on Mad Men. She played Jared Harris's wife. Um, Army of Darkness. She's in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, she mm-hmm. is. And a fun indie sci-fi movie called Europa Report. But I really like this actress. Europa Report. I feel like I've seen it and I don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Miss Honey is a very sweet character. We, we, I mean, what? What can you say? It's Miss Honey for crying out loud. I was Come reading on. that um, <laughs> Winona Ryder was considered for the role because she had just done Reality Bites, which was produced by Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. But she couldn't be in this movie due to scheduling conflicts with the Crucible. Thought that was interesting. Okay. I could see, I could yeah. see '90s Wino in this role. I am so glad they cast but yeah. <laughs> Amber Davids. I Amber Davids is really good. I was so deeply deeply in love with her when you when we were talking initially and i was like okay movies that made me gay that i i'm a trans man grew up as a a little gal and when i saw miss honey i was like oh oh i that's what i want yeah that's that's who i want to be in love with yeah Mm mm-hmm Oh, and just live in that little honeysuckle house with oh, her. Oh, man, that mm-hmm. cottage. Oh, my God. What a dream. <laughs> yeah. And with just wildflowers in the front lawn. Immediately takes a liking to Matilda. And it's just, it's kind of, I mean, she meets, like, her friends out in the schoolyard. But it's kind of the first moment in Matilda's life that she really makes this connection with someone. That, yeah. like, not all grown-ups are trash people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that not even – it's not just that she's nice to her. It's that yeah. she looks at her and is like, mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by you. Like she yeah. really looks deep into her and is like, 
holy crap, you're a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. She sees she sees <laughs> what a unique and beautiful person she is. Yeah, I also like that they didn't do that thing where like the other kids in Miss Honey's class were like garbage. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like all the other kids were bad and Matilda was like the one good kid. It's like no, all the other Miss Honey loved all her kids too, but Matilda came in and it's like you know, she showed all this promise and then when she went to her home and saw where she came from was even more like Okay, no, we've got to. We have to protect this one, especially from her parents, and especially from the Trunchbull. Oh, the Trunchbull! And we get from the backstory with Miss Honey that the Trunchbull is her her step aunt. No, that, just just her aunt. I no, it's her. It's her mother's stepsister. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. Aunt Trunchbull. Yeah, I love I love flashback Miss Trunchbull with the long braid. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, ooh, chic. Um, when she was in Butch Denial, yeah. probably. <laughs> yes, she was still trying to. So I immediately present. took note of what Olympic year she was in. She was in the Olympics in 1972. Do you know what happened at the Olympics <laughs> in 1972? No. It's the... The Munich Olympics. It's the Munich Olympics. Oh. And that was when <laughs> the famous like kidnapping and like hostage situation was. It was the Trunchbull. Yes, exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> it was her. So yeah, so just... Uh, um, a tragic backstory to her Olympic dreams. So Miss Honey immediately wants to put Matilda in a more advanced class. She gets shot down by yes. the Trunchbull. She thinks that she's trying to palm her off on another teacher. Just immediately just thinks all these bad things. And if she's too much for you to handle, I'll pet her in the chokey. <laughs> the chokey. The chokey. Yeah. Me and my siblings oh. still say that to each other. <laughs> Be like, shut the fuck up, or I'm gonna put you in the chokey. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the uh, classic punishment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that the way the chokey's described. It's kind of like, what is it? It's just a, a hole in her closet. It's just this it's weird like kind space. of a pipe. They say, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just sort of a form of torture that you have to stand completely still because if you back up to the wall, there's nails, or even glass. try to sit down, you're gonna get like stabbed because there's nails and glass yeah. sticking out of the walls. It's a it's a tiny Iron Maiden for children. It's a nightmare, <laughs> and it's in the Trunchbull's office. She <laughs> she actively throws children out of classroom windows. Um, you know, she sits, she puts them in her Iron Maiden. She throws darts at teachers' heads, mm-hmm. who are her her own niece. Um, she's she's an amazing woman. She's an icon, and she is the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of interesting when you look at the casting uh, on IMDb of the actresses that could have played this role. Miriam Margulies says oh. that she auditioned for this role and didn't get it. Love it. Lesbian icon. Lesbian, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Yep, lesbian yeah, icon. I always forget about that. Uh, listeners, you may remember Miriam Margulies as uh, Professor Sprout from Harry Potter. And she's also one of the horrible aunts from another role doll uh project uh james and jmp yeah it's her and um from abfab yes no she no she's not an abfab wait a minute who's uh <laughs> isn't it joanna lumley oh oh i thought you were saying Mary james margulies was from abfab yeah. yes joanna lumley is mm-hmm. yes she's also amazing there's this australian show that i love called miss fisher's murder mysteries mm-hmm. okay sure it has and and doesn't that is, have she's a shitty aunt in that too like she's oh. just classic <laughs> shitty aunt that has the be- that That's has the funny. actress in the babadook right yeah exactly okay. Ah, okay yeah it's and, so good and also miriam margulies plays uh the nurse in romeo plus juliet 
William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, and she is not Latina, not Latina, because <laughs> she's playing like a Mexican nurse in that movie, which I love that. Have you ever seen that clip of Miriam on Graham Norton, and they're talking? Oh about, yeah, when she talks about oh like flooding her basement or whatever. Well, no, there's that, and there's also when she's Creamy talking jeans when she's. she's <laughs> well, what I was talking about when she was talking shit about Winona Ryder. No. She was in because she was in the Age of Innocence. Uh, I've actually have never seen Martin Scorsese's The Age of Innocence. Uh-huh. I haven't gotten around to it. But Winona's the one that ended up with the Oscar nomination, right? And Miriam is fully just like I should have got it. <laughs> like, she, if you go on YouTube, there is a forty-five minute pull of all the dirty clips of her on the Graham Norton show where she's talking about like. Giving soldiers hand jobs oh. <laughs> and like, yeah, like creaming her jeans uh, over. So, and she is, she does not care. Love it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. Love it. Well, she would have been an excellent choice. She would have been the good. Bowl. She would have been trunchbull. Uh, Kathy Bates, Ooh. I'm seeing was considered. Kathy Bates okay. would have been really fun to yeah. see. And also Sharon from Kath and Kim. <gasps> Magda. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her. That's a yeah. that's a that's a good idea. She would have also been really fun. When was Babe? Bay was 95. 95. So, she, yeah, she had already done... Another like, lesbian icon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's like the Ellen of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Those, those, would be, those would be some fun choices. But I'm so glad that Pam got it because I think she's so good in this movie. And there's just subtle yes. lines that she says that make zero sense are like a calculator. Oh she, yeah, she can. She, she can, can add. Mul- she can multiply large, large sums, sums in her head. So can a calculator. Like, just like a calculator. Yeah. But just like knocking this role out of the park. Okay. And this, I would imagine that yeah. she would be the actress that would stay in character as she was filming and just probably just to fuck with the kids. Frightening all of these <laughs> nine year old children. Amanda yeah. like, Thrips just to peeing death. her pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh I mean she's kind of at I mean, she's at her best. She's at uh Eleven, this entire movie, mm-hmm. but you know when when our pal uh, Bruce Bogtrotter gets called up on stage. Oh, we we have to talk in, about this. What this an iconic scene. I mean, this is some like Guantanamo Bay <laughs> torture shit right here. That cake looks so fucking good, though. That cake, very moist. I'm all about this cake. <laughs> so that's another thing me and my sister Stacy will say. We'll, we'll text each other pictures of uh, <laughs> of like huge desserts we're having. Like, I'm about to Bruce Bogtrotter this shit right now. <laughs> I love, and you know, I love that. this actor grew up to be kind of cute. Really? When, Bruce he's, when yeah. he's on the reunion that was shot in like probably 2013, very handsome. Yeah. But he, but he still has those eyes, but is just not as like chubby. He doesn't. He doesn't have that unfortunate Bruce Bog, Bogtrotter hair. Mm-hmm. I'm, that hair. Oh <laughs> it's like, God. what is going on? But this kid though kills it. Kills. Yeah. It. Icon. She says. She says some stuff to him, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> some of the lines back that he has to her, dead on the floor. Yeah. You're a disgusting criminal, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Cake. Chocolate cake. You slithered like a serpent into the school kitchen and ate my personal snack. Do you deny it? Confess. Well, it's hard for me to remember a specific cake. This one was mine. And it was the most scrumptious cake in the entire world. 
and mom's is better. It is, is it? How can you be sure unless you have another piece? Sit down, Bob. Yeah, he really is oof, she, living. Yeah, she says something about, like, do you recognize this cake or so? Oh, it's hard for me to remember a specific cake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just so this dead. great, dead, subtle, dead. just this great, subtle delivery. Yeah. And especially coming from, like, a non-professional child actor. Yeah. Like, lines like that are hard to deliver. Yeah. My mom's is better. My mom's is better. Uh, so good. To... This woman and my I, mom's and is I love I was like, and I love how, oh my god and I love how Pam plays it that she doesn't even know how to respond to that yeah like, she's just, <laughs> like <laughs> she's never really been read for film no. school assembly <laughs> before yeah and she thinks she's gonna like give it to this kid okay first of all this auditorium oh, is oh, just I, like, I love the set <laughs> the saddest place in the world so awful it looks like it looks like. It had been in a fire and <laughs> at some point and like it, hosed it had, down. It had burned down. Yeah. They just swept the floor yeah. and it was good to and go. Put some chairs in. Decided the structural integrity was still there Sound. and just yeah. went. <laughs> yeah. So she, okay. So then she brings him, you know, he's on stage. She's talking shit about this cake. He's talking, she's giving it right back to her. And then she calls out my other favorite character in this movie. Cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cookie. The grossest woman alive. I die every time. It's so, it's so subtle. Cookie's like wiping her face. Cookie just, just like... looking like she's the naked lady in the bathtub in The Shining. <laughs> she, I feel like you can like smell her fingernails. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like just you it, without really saying it, you're like this woman prepares food for children. For these kids. And, and yeah. there is there is hair. <laughs> minimum in and, food. and this actress she probably says like one word in the entire movie as she walks away still scratching, scratching her, ass. her ass just like she's still giving it like working this role love it so See good at lunch yeah oh and- my god yes what a threat <laughs> yeah also i also love that there's no other teachers in this school it's mm-hmm. just miss honey cookie and the trench Miss Honey doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this scene's iconic. And then, you know, she's like, she gives him the fir- first slice of cake, eats a slice of cake, and then she's like, all right, you got to finish the whole fucking thing. He just goes in, hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't, when he has the cake, he, he, he doesn't give a shit. The kids are whispering, it's poison. It's yeah, poison, yeah, yeah, poison. yeah. And he's like bitch get me a fork yeah i'm mm-hmm. okay you want me to eat this cake all right yeah because that's the thing the kids are like don't do it like don't eat the cake like it's a poison cake and that's something that you know very very rolled doll like oh this oh, teacher yeah. fully is gonna poison this kid <laughs> and we've been set up him. to believe that that's fully an option yeah, yeah yeah and um you know lavender and amanda and then the other hortensia who i love oh yeah like mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm her I'm haircut Hortensia. is back right now. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. You could... You a could, little mullet bob. Yeah, You could yeah. find Hortensia, like, ordering a coffee at, like, Anywhere Intelligentsia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, aside from the, the cool hipster haircut, I feel like I am Hortensia. Just, like, the weird-looking kid. Like, hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, I know I'm a lot older than you, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that she's kind of... She's, like, awkwardly tall. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that about this, this character. These kids... Like, all the kids are just, like... 
They're, I mean, they're, they're, I guess they're funny looking, but cause they all have like these crazy exaggerated features, but it just makes them like super cute. But yeah, so they're all there in the audience, just like, oh man, like he's here, you know, he's going to get it. He's in for it. He just eats it. He's feeling like he's going to puke. And then Matilda's just like, all right, man, you got this. You can do it. You can Brucey. do it. <laughs> Cause I mean, Matilda, like that's just like her as a person. She likes to, she likes to prop yeah. up people of when they need it the most. Yeah. And I think she's probably had such a crappy childhood that Miss Trunchbull is just like part of it. Whereas maybe these other kids, this is their only experience Mm -hmm. with like a terrible adult. So like she's brave enough to be like, you can do it, Bruce. And it empowers all the other kids to be like, go, Bruce. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. She she feels like she's in a better place to to defy adults because she's kind of been doing that. This was the first time I shed a tear in rewatching. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a big crier. And when the kids started going, go, Bruce, I was like tearing up watching this kid just pound (laughs) cake. Eat that fucking cake. I was like, you can do it, kid. (laughs) Go in. Go in. (laughs) I love that. And he went in, man. He finished up that Mm -hmm. cake. (laughs) He licked it clean. Yeah. (laughs) When that plate gets smashed over Bruce's head. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so fucked. She fully bashes him over the head with a with a glass <laughs> platter. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I'm not super familiar with the musical. I know that they're going to yeah. be doing it for Netflix soon. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the musical is that broad. Like if you see Bruce get his head bashed in <laughs> by the plate at the end of that scene. I hope so. That's what I love about this movie. How, yeah. bro- how broad it is. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's funny. It's fun. Um. So we have to talk about, um, you know, Matilda and Miss Honey kind of growing closer outside of school. And, you know, we talked a little bit about Miss Honey's little cottage mm-hmm. and um, the big reveal that Miss Trunchbull is Aunt Trunchbull in, in the house and all that. But we, we need to talk a little bit about those scenes of her. Well, first, I love the interaction just because I wanted to pull this for the episode oh, sure. of Real Pearlman saying... Some chose books. I chose looks. looks. (laughs) Such a great scene. It's a really good line. And that's kind of, I think that this is before the school assembly and stuff of when she goes over to her house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Miss Honey goes Uh, to the the Wormwood home. But I I love that monologue. Yeah. I really feel with private instruction that, that she'd be ready for college in just a few short years. Well... Miss Snit, a girl does not get anywhere by acting intelligent. I mean, take a look at you and me. You chose books. I chose looks. I have a nice house, a wonderful husband, and you are slaving away teaching snot-nosed children their ABCs. Yeah, I was going to say Trunchbull doesn't take Miss Honey seriously. So Miss Honey's like, oh, clearly I need to talk to her parents who must know they have a gifted child. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mr. Wormwood is re-dyeing his hair, like opens the door. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah, we don't want it. We, no charities. Like we're not buying it. Oh Get God. out. <laughs> and she kind of forces her way in though. Mrs. Wormwood is going to like this. <laughs> I love that. I love that Mrs. Wormwood is just really into this boxing game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was just like, what? Like, what is going on? Why yeah, did you turn the TV off? It's a match on But TV. iconic yeah. monologue that, I mean, this is just like, this is just that Mrs. Wormwood is just a drag queen. 
<laughs> especially like sort of like her stirrup spandex pants. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the scene where she has the little like clip-in ponytail, mm-hmm. like to the side, which I love. I love this a little white her. trash Rapunzel. <laughs> yes, I would love to see like a Sharon Needles look of Miss Wormwood. Yeah, I'm good. sure that she's done it. Yeah, like it. Like I was mentioning before, you know, Miss Honey and Matilda you become closer. She kind of she takes her to the on this walk. You know, she talks about her. Uh, you know her past with with the trench bowl and and she goes into her childhood and her father and uh you know that was her father's home that she lived there with her family her mother died and her mother's stepsister yes came to live with them mm-hmm. to help them out and that was miss trunchbull and this is when we get the flashback of her with the long with the long braid yes <laughs> The long, fierce, tight braid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we get set up that the mystery of Miss Honey's father's death, Magnus. Because they, they say it's suicide, right? Yeah, very dark. I know. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, this movie did not stray from like yeah. child mm-hmm. abuse, murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, like, not they definitely don't hold back with the material. Yeah. You know, and the whole time Matilda's just like... You know, everything, she's just, like, shocked at all of it. She's just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. And then when she finds out, you know, about Miss, that uh, the story that Miss Honey's telling, she's just like, oh, that was you. And then she's like, that means that Miss, I love when she's like, that means that Miss Trunchbull. And Honey goes, yep, yep, Aunt Trunchbull. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no. Oh, my God. The look of (laughs) horror on Matilda's face. Yeah. But I mean, Miss Honey knows something about resilience too, just like Matilda. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, she kind of to... one of the many themes of the story. Because mm-hmm. now, Miss, now we find out that Miss Honey kind of lived this like Cinderella style like upbringing. Um, just some cute trauma bonding. Yeah, you know, you know it happens. Yeah, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I do love when they go into the house though. And just all the stuff, like, inside the house. I mean, living on the edge, this one, Matilda, like, you want your doll? Let's go in and get it. Let's go fucking get it. Matilda has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's just like, whatever, dude. I'm I'm 10. I'm small. I can probably get away. <laughs> what What's the worst that could happen that has not already, already happened? <laughs> already come my way. I think yeah. one of my favorite images of the movie is the Trunchbull putting in all of her... Uh, Olympic e- equipment in the trunk. Into the trunk. <laughs> and then drives off. The car breaks down, gets up, picks up the car, <laughs> spins it around, and then pushes it back home. Yeah. Iconic. <laughs> so good. And she's in those gray sweats. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. I love a good, like, gray sweat workout uniform. We've talked about on this show. It's a it's a classic mm-hmm. it's working a out outfit. Yep. The gray sweatpants. You know, she's not... I don't, I don't know if she's wearing the black Converse. That's like my preferred workout outfit, the full gray sweatsuit with the, with the black No, converse. but she's got that, that belt. The belt. Mm-hmm. The weightlifting the belt. The weightlifting yeah. belt. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not allowed to, to stand this look, but, you know, Sherry Pie did have a really good trench bowl. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give it up for, for Florence DeLee, who designed the look. And you can look it up on her Instagram, but it is actually a really fun trench bowl 
uh, drag look, if you want to look it up. Um, we'll be doing after this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really great scene. And when she picks up the car and spins it around, it's just like, oh, my God. She's so sweaty. <laughs> She's so gross. <laughs> that's when you really see – I mean, you always see it. But that's when you really see, like, the mustache, like, mm-hmm. oh. And this oh, is kind of the port, the part of the movie where it just kind of turns into, like, a haunted house slasher movie. <laughs> that, like, Miss Honey and uh, Matilda are escaping the trench bowl. Yes. It's like, it just, like, turns full home invasion. Oh, she's fully hunting them in her home. And the mm-hmm. terror, like, you hear Miss Honey, like... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I love when Miss Honey goes to pick up one of the shot puts <laughs> and is just like, because it's it so looks heavy. Like her little arms are just going to fall out the sockets. Yeah, but like throughout the movie, we had seen Trunchbull kind of pick up these shot puts and just like toss them around and do all these things. And she just picks them up like. She picks them up like it's a baseball. Like a, yeah, like a baseball. And yep. Miss Honey goes to grab one and it's just like immediately. Almost drops it. Yeah, I always it. die at that image of Mara Wilson doing the full, like... The Spider-Man? L- Looney Tunes Spider-Man <laughs> on top of the table. Underneath it? Yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. I almost thought I had, like, imagined it because it sure. doesn't quite happen for a minute. And it's one of those things that it's just... It's that crazy of an image that you just assume that you made it up. Yeah, I was like, did I make that up of her, like, fully, like, Spider-Man under the table? Because first they cut to her and she's just hiding there. Mm-hmm. But then when they cut back and it's just like, oh my god, I love this. this and then, and then the Trunchbull sits and starts eating the Bruce Bogtrotter <laughs> cake. <laughs> and Mara Wilson's just like shaking. Like, oh my god. Eating this cake like she's like the Jack and the Beanstalk ogre. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this point, she is. At this point, she's just yeah. like this huge, like unstoppable, like scary like Big sweaty bull. Yeah. 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 And when she does kind of – she starts to hear, you know, that somebody's in the house. And when she kind of figures out that somebody's in the house, she is blasting through this house, tearing it the fuck oh, yeah. up. She, like abandoned, just like knocking things over, breaking through things. Just like when she jumps over the banister <gasps> from the second floor <laughs> and just lands. It's just like, ah, I love that. Well, even the way she discovers that someone's in her house is so animalistic that she sees the candy box is oh, askew yes. and she picks it up and she like yeah. does this long yeah. sniff yeah. along the and edge. And that's some yeah. like Annie Wilk shit right there of that you just see something out of subtle place. out of place. Yeah. I mean, when I lived alone, I would very much, yeah, I would, I feel like if anything had moved, I would know it. Oh, I have like zero memory for anything like oh, that. Oh, no. I'm yeah, very, no. when I lived alone, I was very much like, all right. <laughs> Not that anything had ever moved. Do you know that, that your penguin points due south? Due south, exactly. As they should. They're home. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, these, these scenes are all very kind of like terrifying and, and all that. But what Matilda wants to do is get this doll. That uh, that Miss Honey left, you know, in her childhood room. And Matilda's like, no, it's your, it's your doll. Let's go get it, you know. They ultimately don't get it. They have to leave. They don't get the doll. But Matilda goes back. Well, I mean, own. also kind of in between oh, yeah, there's stuff in this, there. I mean, she really figures out the shit that she can do. Right. Of, like, yeah. when she really starts to yeah. harness We get the montage her of her, like, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, getting the powers under control. Yeah. Cute little dance scene. Mm-hmm. Love it. 
Yeah, the and again, the power, I mean, it it doesn't really matter like where they come from and all. It's just it's just the story. It's just this is this little girl that can that can do all this that can do all this crazy stuff. But it's that thing that when you're that age and you know, I mean, I feel like everybody has to feel like every single person on earth has to have that feeling when you're a little kid that you're just like I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not just us. Everybody mm-hmm. had to have that. Yeah, I think. I, I like that there's no explanation for her powers. There's yeah. no magic. There's yeah. no inciting incident. It's just like it, it's got to be true. And I think probably kids watching this when we watched this little, we were like, yep, that, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't lean super heavy in the magical realism yeah. theme. Yeah. And especially that scene when she – she first tries to tell Miss Honey, like, you know, I, I made the the glass with the salamander. I made the glass fall over. Yeah. And Miss Honey's like, no, it was an accident. And she's like, no, look, I'll do it again. And she tries to do it again. And she's like talking to herself. And she's like, tip over, tip, tip over, over, tip over, you know? And it's like, we all, we've all been that kid mm-hmm. in that moment. There, you're just like, okay, all right, pencil, fucking move. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's just like, and you know, Matilda's that kid. She was just, she was able to. To make it work. But yeah, I feel like every kid has that like, I really am different, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I feel like every kid <laughs> in the 90s poured a glass of water and stood <laughs> in front of it. It was like, tip over, tip yeah, over glass. Yeah, Or, you know, if you're if you were a little older, you held up your little pencil on the desk and tried to make it stand up like... Uh, like Robin Tunney like on the Robin craft. Like Robin Tunney on the craft. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make this pencil fucking stand up. I'm a witch. <laughs> but they were, but they actually, they actually were witches. They were real witches. Mm-hmm. Matilda's just, you know, she's just special. But um, yeah, so she she develops, she fully kind of like harnesses like the full extent of of her, you know. I guess it's telekinesis, right? Yeah, because um, that's when she goes back to the house and she gets back the doll. Yeah. I love the scene when she goes back to the house and kind of like mm-hmm. is just fucking with the trunchbull. <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind of trying to convince her that it's like, that it's Magnus. Yeah. That she kind of has the wherewithal to be like, all right, not only am I going to get this doll back, she's not just going to go in and get the doll and leave. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck all this I'm gonna up. I'm going to fuck all this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had learned that Miss Trunchbull was superstitious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? with the black hat. Was, yeah, yep. there was a black hat. And she's oh, like, why yeah. is she scared of cats? And Miss Honey's like, oh, she's very superstitious. And Matilda's like, oh, well, I'm going to tuck that away. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, smart cookie. I don't know if I would have thought that. I feel like I would have just gone in and got the doll and been like, all right, we're done. We're out. In and out. In and out. No. Like a thief in the night. Not her. Yeah, no. She, she's got to, She's got to like, bring that painting down from Miss Honey's room. Yes, this painting of uh, of Miss Honey's father Magnus, who we found out again. You know, IMDb trivia. This is our like our holy grail, but take it with a grain of salt. Who knows? anybody it's, anybody can write these. It's a portrait of Roald Dahl. It's a portrait of Roald Dahl. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets one of her hair ties, one of her hair ribbons mm-hmm. stuck in the tree, and I love that. That's just something that Miss that. Miss Trunchbull's just like, all right. Does she smell it too? She smells it again. Yeah. Yeah. She's very in tune with her sense of smell. Yeah. Which is like, just kind of, just gross to me. She's just like, oh yeah, I know, I know who this is. Um, 
I love when, uh, you know, sh- the next day at school, she just goes right up to Miss Honey. And is just like, I'm teaching her class today. But I love when we see Miss Honey when she is going to teach. She's just like, all right, Trunchbull's coming in. You guys know what to do. And just like flips the whole classroom. Mm-hmm. Like all the colorful stuff, all the art just gets completely like flipped around. It's such a like such a direct metaphor that it's like okay, fun. If Miss Trunchbull's coming in, we're turning the room beige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like there's like some sign up in the back that says something about children. Like I forgot what it said. It's a, there's something great written on there about the kids and not speaking or something. Yeah, it's just some it's just some like trunchbull like edict that's just like on one of the one of the posters that they flip around. Oh yeah, and there's yeah. like a, a list of rules. Yeah. It's like no no running, no like no playing. Yeah, yeah. We uh we just saw recently uh, a meme going around of all the all the corporations and at the end of Pride Month <laughs> turning off their turning off their rainbow flags. Turn off those rainbow flags. <laughs> Turn yeah. that shit around. They're like, "Oh, phew, it's over. We're not gay no mo." <laughs> Get out of here. It's good while it lasts, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Trunchbull comes in the classroom. I mean, she... this is when she, like, lines all of them up. And oh, she's just man. like, I had an intruder in my house. And I know who it was. Yeah. Oh, and she pushes all the desks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another She Olympian clears out the moves. space. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I need room. Room to function right now. <laughs> that is very <laughs> Olympian. I love that. <laughs> is this when she throws the kid out of the classroom? Yes. Why does why does she throw him out of the classroom? He says something. Or he laughs. I think he laughs at something. Right? Does mm-hmm. it matter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just kind of chuckles at something and she's just like, you. She picks him up, picks up a kid. Like straightens him out like a javelin and just fucking chucks him out the out the window. But that's when Matilda is just like, "All right, on it." And this is when it really turns into her carry at the prom moment. Yeah, because this is when she starts yeah. to really yeah. like amp it up. That yeah. we're gonna because she catches the kid with their powers mm-hmm. and starts spinning him around. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn this back on her head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send this bitch a packing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She uh she like lifts up lavender off the floor when the trunchbull's gonna run into her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could do that. Um they did the chalk in camera. Did you see that? I did. They I did used see that. these big magnets on the chalk of when it's spelling out the message from uh Miss Honey's father. That they did that all in camera. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. We love we love practical effects. It looks like a lot of the effects in this movie were pretty pretty practical. Yeah, it looks pretty seamless. Yeah. Yeah, I know they use, like, CGI for when the cards are flying yeah. around when Matilda's really coming into her powers. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff was was just in camera, whether that was a product of it being 96 or just right. the way that DeVito was. The water the yeah. water pitcher going up, they they just did, like, the blue. Uh, yeah, they just painted out the they uh, just Oh, like, pi- blue screen and pole. Yeah, or yeah they right? just yeah. painted out the blue, like, rod that was... That was putting it up. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I love all the kids reading the message as it's being written mm-hmm. on the on the board. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. But I love that the kids aren't aren't scared of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're just so 
afraid of her. They're, they're just, just like, on the same wavelength as Matilda. Yeah. That they just kind of get it. Yeah. Because they're just kind of laughing at everything that's happening to her and the chalk, the, the erasers hitting her and all of that. It's like, I think it's like, if you can believe that such terrible things can happen, you can equally believe that such amazing things will yeah. happen. That you, you're, you're readily accepting the reality yeah. of both the worst and the best. Yeah, totally. And they don't know who Magnus is either, so I guess maybe they're not immediately like, ghost! They're just like, all right, crazy shit's happening to this woman. Yeah. She's finally getting hers. hers, And I think that they can tell that Matilda is just in control of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, She's got a quiet power to her where they're like, all right, you're our queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this kind of runs her out of town, right? Yeah. She's set up packing. (laughs) <laughs> leaving, kind of leaving Miss Honey in charge mm-hmm. of everything, which Miss is Miss Honey eventually becomes the principal of the school. Mm-hmm. Classic 90s kids cheering. <laughs> she gets <laughs> run yeah, out of the yeah. school by all of the children. Yeah. So great. Yes. Miss Honey gets her house back. Yep. It, like, returns to its former glory. Because when we do first see the Trunchbull living in this mansion it's kind of dingy it's overgrown you know the yard is just completely overgrown the house looks a little gray but at the end when miss honey moves back in it's fully like it's got this fresh paint job the gardens like the landscaping is all beautiful we get that montage to that rusted root song and i just assumed that rusted root was jimmy fallon's backup band but that is actually (laughs) the roots that is the roots that is not rusted root this quest with quest love different band different but yes. I mean, kind of one of the first times that I had ever seen this in a movie, or like this song. That song, and I feel like that song is used a lot now mm-hmm. in trailers. It's an ice age and things. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I do think that this was probably an, an early use of of that song. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll play a little bit of it. Um, I love that when Miss Honey's like generational wealth is returned to her suddenly she's like you know what i'm an overalls bitch now and she's like suddenly gone from like her very sweet i thought it was a very sweet wardrobe Mm -hmm. again deeply in love with her yeah but then suddenly she's like you know what pink t-shirt and overalls yeah let's go my hair's a little curly i think i'm gonna pull it into a half pony i mean she's like she's like taking up gardening she's living now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i liked uh just the little um character note of miss honey that she always had her little she has a little handkerchief because she has allergies yeah oh cute Mm -hmm. tucked into her little bracelet these like nice little actory character notes yeah yeah i didn't know if that was from the book or something that maybe you know and beth davis brought into it but it's just a fun little and beth davis when she puts on her uh when she puts on her reading glasses when she's doing the math oh yeah when she first meets matilda yeah yeah oh so good yeah oh god i'm in love again my stomach (laughs) is doing butterflies right Right. Um, But I mean, we've all kind of had that special person in our life of an adult figure that we felt like we really connected to as kids that just felt like they get us, especially kind of being kind of kids of the LGBT persuasion (laughs) that like this is an adult figure that really gets me. Sure. I mean, there's that kind of meme now about like. If your teacher ever said you were you were a delight, ever ever signed your test, a delight to have in a class. delight to have in class, <laughs> then you, then you're you're gay now. Sorry. <laughs> Did you ever really bond with your English teacher? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that age too, it's like 
you know, when you're away from your parents so early, you know, and you're just like, all right, these are, this is my teacher now. If you're not, if, if you're lucky enough to have somebody that's really, really nice and, you know, and not, not scary, then it's just like, you really remember that. But yeah, I wish I had a Miss Honey. I don't think I did. I had a few Miss Honeys when I was a kid. Um, these these last scenes with Danny and Rhea are so good. Of when they're when they're fleeing to Guam, we're going to Guam. <laughs> and how quickly they sign those papers! Yeah. And it's just like I love that Matilda you is, got a pen? is just the kid that has the adoption papers, just <laughs> in case if this moment were to ever happen. I, she was prepared. Them. I've had them since I was old enough to Xerox. Such a good line. Yeah, great. Uh, I love her little goodbye with her mom, though. I think Rhea is really good in that scene. Yeah, she is. I never understood you. Not one bit. (laughs) Who's got a pen? Who's got a pen? (laughs) You're my only daughter. (laughs) Rhea Perlman, just this delivery, she's giving me, I don't know, she's giving me very... um, Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, sure, yeah. That accent, mm-hmm. you know, and then the bleached hair and even the look. Um, yeah, getting a little like Jean Kasem. But yeah, I love it. Just who's got who's got a pen? Does she have a little lisp even like kind of like Audrey? Or am I making that up? I think she kind of does. that in there? I don't know. I want it in there. Whether right? It is yeah, or not. yeah. It should it's, have been in there, if, there. It, if it wasn't. But um, is this even when, when Danny DeVito calls her Melinda? Yeah. Get in the car, Melinda. <laughs> It's <laughs> so funny. Um, and I also love that they're fleeing to Guam, which is a U.S. territory. A US territory. Sure. <laughs> so the you, might, you might need to rethink that. Yeah. I also love that we never check in with if this is okay with Miss Honey. No, oh, yeah. Matilda's just like, oh, she's going to adopt she's me. Gonna... And they're like, all right. <laughs> she, Miss Honey's just like, what? Imagine oh, Miss okay. Honey's like, ooh, actually, I do enjoy I having know. you here yeah. on Tuesdays. but But we're going to... Yeah. That's I'm actually looking to take a lover and <laughs> we're going to find you a nice foster family. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> no, not not uh, our Miss Honey. Not our Honey. Oh, not Emmett David. <laughs> yeah. Does Miss Honey ever say her first name in this movie? Jenny. Jenny? Yeah. Jenny Honey. Well, it's because uh, yeah, oh, the Trunchbull yes. calls her Jenny. Does. Yeah, okay. It's not something like silly. I think she even calls her Jen when she first comes mm-hmm. to her office. Okay. All right. Um but yeah, she but but yeah, Matilda just does kind of jump the gun when she's just like, "You can adopt me." <laughs> but yeah, I've I've had them since I was old enough to Xerox. I got them at the library. Um, but yeah, fun fun little scene with the two of them, and um, they just sign her over immediately. The One brother says nothing. Yeah, I'll I'll be an only child again. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He yeah. does throw that out. He's like, "Hey." Yeah. So Put a he, little icing on this. Yeah, he's in. But I think that it's interesting that it kind of ends Matilda with her relationship with her family, that there's no real ill will. Like, she just kind of moves on. That, like... She's grinning through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like she's kind of... She's just parting ways with them. And yeah. she knows that it's time. It's time, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's 10. She wasn't with them that long. <laughs> they, they obviously weren't that attached. Um, Yeah. And then she gets to live happily ever after with with Miss Honey in this in a mansion, and yeah, yeah to have generational wealth, like you said, <laughs> it's a pretty good deal for Matilda. <laughs> so, but it's interesting that it had been a while since I've really watched this movie mm-hmm. as an adult, and just when you kind of when you watch this movie and then you think of its 
um, LGBT and queer themes, like there's so much going on in this movie. Oh yeah. Of just a kind of when you, uh, I think it's the word disidentification. It's that academic term that they use for LGBT. Um, Sort of when you put queerness on popular culture where that was yeah. probably not the original intent. Right. But that's just sort of what you can gra- what sort of you can gravitate to when mm-hmm. you revisit these movies that you grew up on. Yeah. That you can just sort of see your journey reflected with these characters. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just like I was like kind of I was saying, you know, when you're a kid and you just feel like I, I'm I'm not like these other kids. Everybody else seems to kind of have something going on that they that they know what's going on. They're like cool with each other. They're cool with themselves. They're cool with everything. And I'm just I don't feel that way, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like and Matilda's just like she like it's so easily presented how she's different. Like her family's weird. Like she's you know she's smarter than the other kids. So she has uh, like easily identifiable like differences, but. I feel like it's just so when you're a kid you're just like no I know something's different about me. Yeah, we can but like I, identify I put my with finger on it. Matilda's gifts gifts of being unappreciated because they don't really conform to the traditional expectations of kind of boys and girls, your gender, just like just kind of anything that you can sort of insert in yeah, just sort of your personal journey with Matilda. Yeah, and it's and she's ostracized and feels different because she's like better, yeah. and I, you know what I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And I think there's a, that that you can feel that as a kid. Maybe if you, like, I grew up in a conservative household, and I think once you like grow up and you find your people, and you feel like, no, I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't wrong to have, uh, you know, empathy for all different types of people or whatever. Where it's not just like, oh, this is the weird kid. Like this is the outsider. It's like outsider because they're elevated. Yeah. From their beliefs of their family. Kind of yeah. that, like, otherness mm-hmm. that we can all relate to. Totally. And also, this movie is about chosen family, mm-hmm. too. That, I mean, yeah. even if your family doesn't get you, you can surround yourself by people that do get you. Yeah. Yeah, as much as Matilda chooses Miss Honey, Miss Honey chooses Matilda. Exactly, yeah. Like, even though there's such a big age difference, she sees Matilda and right off the bat is like, oh, you're my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that at the end when they're just like this, you know, uh the dad's just like she doesn't want you. And and Miss Honey's like, "No, like I like I love her." Like she's, you know, she fully just says like, "No, she's special and I love her." And, you know, Ugh, she's my daughter. It's like, "Oh my god, okay." Yeah. Good it's grief. it's like Miss RuPaul says we get to choose our family. <laughs> There's also some kind of some lines in the script that Kind of in 2021 and everything that we've gone through the past, like, five years. But just sort of the Trumpisms of the lines of, like, I'm smart, you're dumb, I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's, like, something that would come right out of Trump's Twitter. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) But that just sort of land differently now as they would have back then. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) Thanks, man. We try not to even say his name. Yeah, but just like just sort of these moments that yeah. just sort of you would have never even thought about a few years ago that just sort of hit differently now. Yeah, totally, totally. But um, and I mean there there is all this uh, all of these ideas and concepts that we 
you know, are able to put on it now, like you said, may not have been the intention of the, of the movie, but like we as like queer people or whatever are able to watch and just like kind of insert our narrative into it. But on top of all of that, rewatching it, revisiting this movie, it's just really well done. It's just yeah. funny and sweet. It's very well directed. Smart and just like, yeah, it's it's easy. It's just, it goes down really easy. And it's like... Yeah, it really clips along at a good pace. Yeah. But the moments that need to take their time do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, I, I would recommend it to anybody, like people with kids, like people without kids. I'll just be like, yeah, fucking watch Matilda. It's just good. Like, you know, so like on top of all that, it's not just like, well, if you're gay, you might really like it. But like, if not, you might just think it's a kid's movie. It's like, no, it's just, it's funny. It's, it's got everything. Yeah. It's a movie that really nails its tone. And also, which kind of interesting, this movie is directed by Danny DeVito. I mean, talk about someone that's way more prolific than you give him credit for. It's like Danny DeVito, his producing credits, his his directing credits. He did like throw mama from the train. So good. The war of the roses with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. I mean, he was nominated for producing Aaron Brockovich for the Oscar. So it's like really Jersey films is like, just like done some great movies. Mm -hmm. Wow. His production company, uh, Jersey uh, films does the Simpsons. Yeah. The, That's with Rhea Perlman, I think, right? I think Jersey Films is the both of them. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And also, uh, we talked about some other actresses that were considered for the Trunchbull. We have to talk about uh, Zinnia Wormwood and the possibility of Bette Midler uh, playing I would have role. loved to have seen Bette in this movie. <laughs> she would have been so good. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Ruthless People Reunion. Ruthless People Reunion. Yeah, for the two of them. And she works really well with Danny in that single scene that they have together at the end of that movie, too. Yes. So funny that they play a married couple and Ruthless People and they're not in any of the movie until the very end. <laughs> maybe together. They, I also I almost think that maybe they just couldn't get her at the last minute. And that's why Rhea had the step in. Sure. He probably, yeah. I, I could see that. She would have been, per, I mean, yeah, the wardrobe alone. But yeah. I'm glad that Rhea got the role because I think that her, I think her Miss Wormwood is really funny. It is. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Kind of unexpected. I never, I wouldn't have thought like, you know who would have been good, but it's like kind of, it's kind of perfect. Oh, Carla from Cheers. <laughs> I love her like teetering on stilettos the whole movie mm-hmm. like she never moves quickly because yeah. she's always so yeah. done up that she's like can't yeah yeah can't fuck up or you know move fast when she drives in her convertible to the used car lot saying that she hit the double bingo <laughs> so great yeah yeah <laughs> the double bingo you gotta take your hat off, Harry. This is a nice place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, and Harry's so excited. And he's like, well, how much did you make? She's like, that's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is her money. Right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. She's Gambling like, every winnings. day with his money. <laughs> but when she wins, she's like, we're going to lunch. It's hers. Yep. Yeah. See? Funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something in it for everybody. But... Yeah, I yeah, I definitely uh uh feel like this movie for sure kind of fits our kind of theme mm-hmm. and you know. That's why I, I jumped when you mentioned when you mentioned it in oh, the yeah. message that I was like, "Oh, we got to do Matilda." Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. And good. I mentioned it before, but they are doing a filmed movie of the musical 
that was on the West End, and I also think right. they took it to Broadway. It's going to be fun to see Emma Thompson as the Trunchbull, too. Oh, yeah. And it looks like the stuff that we saw of the uh, preview, it's like a trailer preview of the musical that they use a man for the Trunchbull on stage. It looks like it's a drag queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is yeah, fun. which is kind of fun. That's fun. Very theater, like, right? Mm-hmm. Very, like... Uh, Classic London yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, very, um, what do they call it? Panto, right? Or... Uh, I mean, that's Shakespearean. That's... Yes. But, like, in Chicago, they, they, you know, have the one character. Uh, the, the journalist is always... The, Kareen, the Christine Baranski role. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Hairspray. But, um, yeah. I think that's coming 2022, I think. To Netflix? Mm-hmm. Fun. Well, we'll look out for that. But, yeah. Well, I mean, we definitely recommend going out and watching Matilda. We, we pulled out our DVD, right? Did we? Or did you rent no, it? No, we had to go rent oh, this from Videotech because yeah, I do not own, own this. It. And I just, like, I had a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to watch it on Blu-ray. Yeah. So I went down to our local video store. And there's some there's some good shit on that Blu-ray, man. Still not a paid sponsor of this show, <laughs> even though they did give me a discount when I mentioned that we that we that, talk about that, them all that we the plug time. them a lot on our show, Videotech and South Pasadena. That's Videotech on Mission <laughs> in South Pasadena. I love that you go to a video store. I want to do that. I you should go to Videotech in South Pasadena. <laughs> it's like it would be a fun afternoon trip, even if you don't live around. Oh, Videotech in South Pasadena? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Videotech. You can go you, you can go get a picture out in front of the Mike Myers house from Halloween. Oh my god. Right after. I just loved going to Blockbuster. It was oh, love it. It was such such good times. Such a moment in time. Just walking up and down those aisles. Overpriced candy and popcorn. I'm just always Felt- getting the same four movies. That's what I mean. <laughs> So what was kind of your go to movies? Probably um The Labyrinth. Ah, oh, oh, so good. Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know. We owned a lot of... Yeah, We same. owned... So I feel like we only rented... I don't know why we would always rent the same ones, but not <laughs> just buy those ones. Yeah. And you're a big fan of Return to Oz, because I think that's when you first reached out to us, was our Return to Fucking Oz episode. huge. <laughs> I don't know why that movie does not get more credit. That... Yeah. I... I tell everybody about that. That I tell everybody about Return to Oz, and I tell everybody about Velvet Goldmine. Ah. Uh. Yeah. As I feel like those two movies just don't get enough love. Have you seen Velvet Goldmine? Of course. Yeah. Todd Haynes. Yeah. Okay. We've okay. yet to do a Todd Haynes movie on our podcast. I still to this day, I think that my Velvet Goldmine soundtrack is somewhere in this house. And because you, just don't you know can't where it find it. It's, is not, on it? it's oh not on God. iTunes. It's not on Spotify. You cannot find these really? songs. You yeah. used to have it on your old Mac. It's I know. It's, I think. It's probably on the old Mac. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I can get some gas in that thing. Crank oh, my it up. God. That movie. Ewan McGregor's dick. Oh, my. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Gracious. Hi. Hello. Yes. And, uh, but, I mean, Return to Oz, though. It's like, this is a uh, Disney movie. It is on Disney Plus, people. Go watch Disney Plus. It. <laughs> it needs to be more well-known. Feruza Balk, Legend. Let the Belinda the Talking Chicken, hi <laughs> the Wheelers, terrified as a child. Yes, yes. Queen of Shade, Belinda. Queen of Shade, this chicken. Or uh, not Belinda, Belina. Belina. Oh, Belina. oh my gosh! Forgive me. You're right, <laughs> Belina. And then we found out that like inside of TikTok is like this like super hot gay contortionist. Mm-hmm. Like inside that robot, really? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you didn't know about that? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. He was a he was a children's TV host. In the UK, Whoa. and he was semi out of the closet, and it pretty much got him blacklisted from working. 
God damn it. Yeah. yeah. And then he later died of AIDS. And he's kind of a sad story. Yikesies. Yeah. And he's like standing up, like he's standing inside TikTok with his head down between his legs, bent over completely with that lid on top of him. We'll show you Walking a backwards. Of it. Mm-hmm. Insane. I must know this because I listened to that episode, but <laughs> I, it's like I forgot yeah. it and now you're telling me again. Too much. The joys of a goldfish brain. I'm, I'm telling People you. People get to tell me things over <laughs> and over, and I'm always like, really? So we may get to a Velvet Goldmine at some point. Uh, I mean, we've got plenty of time. I mean, there's also, I mean, it's it's Todd Haynes. It's Todd so Haynes. it's like, there's. I mean, you could do any of his movies from his filmography yeah. on our show. But I mean, Jonathan Reese Myers and Ian McGregor making out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I'll, God. Yeah. I'll revisit, Tony Collette. I'll revisit that. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale screaming at the TV, that's me, Dad, that's me. Yeah. Talk about a moment. Yeah, yeah. So we rented those at Blockbuster all the time. (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here? Yeah. I used to rent new releases because, like you, we had a lot of movies that we bought and then at some point we just – or did – you know, or or recorded off the TV or whatever and then at some point we just stopped. And so I would just – when I got a job and, like, was able to drive and stuff, I would just go and, like – rent my own movies. And so I would always rent new releases from Blockbuster and stuff. Um, and then like the advent of like TV on DVD. So shows that I hadn't caught, I would go and rent. And so I watched all of sex in the city, renting it all from Hollywood video. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this industry has sucked money out of us yeah. over and over and over. Yes, indeed. Good. I mean, good for them. It, but Hey, I it's mean, one it's of turned my, itself into it's this show. One of my favorite jobs that I've ever had was working at my small town video store cute Mm -hmm. yeah called the movie store the movie store love it very creative (laughs) i was scotty from the movie store just a clever name yeah yeah love the movie store when when we uh when we drive through lewistown oh goodness so pd what have you been working on lately so many things so many things. <laughs> I I do a little bit of everything. Um, one thing that's really exciting is I have a movie pre-pandemic that I filmed that's like finally, finally coming out. Turns out when you make a movie and a pandemic <laughs> hits, the entire industry shuts down and oh, no yeah. one buys anything. What? Which is so crazy. But yeah, pre-pandemic, pre-transition – I wow. Uh, yeah, the like, the last thing that I did is I I starred in a <laughs> in a lesbian rom com. It's a lesbian rom com about cancer, ah. which is like dream. You yeah, know, sure. To just like star in a gay film, and I did it, and we wrapped, and I <laughs> medically transitioned like months later. I was like, all right, I did the zenith of uh, yeah. Of lesbianism, <laughs> kind of iconic though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go out, go mm-hmm. out with the. Go out with the sex scene in a lesbian rom-com, you know. Totally. Oh, my For sure. It's called The Sympathy Card. Okay. Um, And, yeah, it's finally going to be coming out on streaming. I wish so much that I had an air date to share with you, but everything just gets pushed, you know? Okay. Well, uh, we'll definitely uh, plug it when we do have a firm release date. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're on Instagram, The Sympathy Card. The Sympathy Card. Um, Mm -hmm. You can follow us and you'll find where it's um, coming out. Great. And it's just at the sympathy card on Instagram. Yes. And I'm at PD Gibson. Follow me. I will be chitter chattering about that because <laughs> it has been years in the making. But I got to co-produce uh, with my pal Brendan Boogie who wrote it. And um, 
yeah, it's been our it's been our our many years old baby now at this point, old enough to go to the library with Matilda. <laughs> awesome. Well, congrats. Well, we're definitely looking forward to that. Thanks. And, yeah, and you do I'm a lot of stand up shows, it, right? I mean, who fucking knows what anybody does anymore? Sure. <laughs> I did do a lot of stand up before. I mostly I'm mostly like a a character comedian. I had a show for sure. ten years. Uh, called the Mary Dolan Show, where I performed as 86-year-old ex-vaudevillian Mary ah. Dolan, the height of camp. <laughs> and it was a variety show, and I had a bunch of stand-ups on it. So, And I'm like a Groundlings kid, so like sure. seeing Paul Rubens was one oh, of yeah. the reasons that I came to L.A. was actually learning that Paul Rubens went to the Groundlings right. and Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. went to the Groundlings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, those are the two character performers of like my childhood and my adulthood. Yeah. I should go where they're going, and I, I'm a Boston kid. I left Boston. and So I don't know. I do a lot of improv. Okay. I do. St- I'll do st- I guess I'll do stand-up again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow But character out. work is fun, though. Yeah. And the groundling, that when you get that, like, groundlings, like, hammered into you about, like, you know, creating yeah, because that's character based, right? Yes. Like, UCB is like, yep. you know, you can just stand on stage mm-hmm. and talk through a scene, but, but – that the Groundlings is the flavor of real yes. Kristen Wiig and yes. Phil Hartman and mm-hmm. absolutely that shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we're definitely going to keep our eye out for the movie. We'll Great. plug that when it comes out. We're definitely going to watch it. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the show. Thank you so much. This was a fun episode. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> love to be here with you right now. This is a delight. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, sorry we have our hot no AC apartment, but you know. It's summer. I feel in, like it could, LA. it could have been worse. We've recorded when it's been hotter. Do you remember that episode with Mike Morgan when we did Object of My Affection? And it was Dying in here. literally a hundred degrees in the <laughs> apartment. Yeah. I try to so, forget. They're trying to act like it's fine. It is like the chokey in here. And... <laughs> no, it's yeah, not. there are springs coming through the couch. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like, let's really make this a cinematic experience? And then just not tell you. Yep. Um, well, again, thank you so much for coming on. This was this was great. This was wonderful. We'd definitely love to have you on again. We'll have I... you back on. Oh, yes. I would love that. Yes, indeed. But until then, uh, we bid you adieu. Bye, friend. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Get off the couch, cat. We love Matilda. Go watch it if you haven't already. But it is that time we have some Patreon shoutouts. Yay! Yay! Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> so we would like to say hello and thank you so much for being a patron to all of our wonderful patrons at every level. Amy, Leighton, Shelby, Merle, Jacob, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emily, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, John, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being a Thank you so much, you guys. We love it. We love your support. Love it. We would love for you to go check out our Patreon. It is at www.patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. We just sent out the new newsletter. Oh, yeah. The new uh, the June newsletter went out on June 29th. How about that? Yep. Uh, so that means we'll be getting a new newsletter soon, sooner than later. We had a vacation this week, this month, so it took us a minute. And a new commentary out. soon. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a new commentary track, so mm-hmm. check that out. There's tons of fun stuff on the Patreon. 
uh, additional supplemental fun new material. We also have a new review. This one is from Apple Podcasts UK. Scott, do you oh, want to read? from one of our UK listeners. Yes, indeed. It's mad how many of these films I was obsessed with as a young gay child. Listening to this podcast is like hanging out with friends. Love that. Yay. Thank you so much. Thanks that was so much. from Apple Podcast listener Ryan dot 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 X. If you Apple give podcast us a review, UK. we'll read it on the air. Yes, indeed. So go over and do that. We would love for you to also give us five stars. Give us five stars. On Apple Podcasts. So just smash those buttons to the right. Yes, indeed. Uh, Let's see. What else? You can rate and review us there. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And we are on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. My name is Pete. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. And I'm on Instagram at Scott Youngballer, Twitter at Oscar Scott, and just Scott Youngbauer on Letterboxd. See what I'm watching. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Until next week. Bye. Bye.